On today's Keeping It Real, the conversation piece is going to be had with Jeff Stuppy on how we should respond to evil politicians and the evil policies they promote. The substance is going to be how we should roll with stuff that is getting put up on us. America has been in existence for nearly 250 years. Politics had been a sticky subject for most in years gone by. That is, it typically was left not discussed. But now with cable news, social media, and so much money being pumped into political agendas, the walls are down. The heat of division and hatred has gone through the roof. It wasn't always this way. Our nation's founders weren't this way. But it's a totally different country now. We've gone from in God we trust and united we stand to political figures saying that a baby inside the womb doesn't really have a heartbeat and that the Constitution is a racist document. All the more reason now to stay tuned for today's episode, How to Roll with Evil Politicians. Welcome to the Keeping It Real podcast. Only tired of fake stuff? Shouldn't we turn down a stale brand of living? It's time to open our hearts to Christ. It's time to keep it real. Here's your host, Ollie G. All right, welcome to another episode of the Keeping It Real podcast. I'm your host, Ollie G, and got uh, another special guest with me. He's been on before, and he's on again. It's his turn in the queue. He's Jeff Stuppy, better known as Stupp. Uh, at least that's what his buddies call him. That's what I've called him for years. And Stupp, welcome to the show again today. How you been? All right. Thank you very much for having me, Ollie. I've been been a pretty busy season right now, but uh, feeling all right today. It's Friday. Maybe a little relaxation this weekend. That's always good. And um, it's good to have the opportunity to relax while we still can. We're now going to dive into a subject that is a a hot boiler. It is uh, it's off the off the chain. Uh, And that's the issue of politics. And uh, some people, even people within the Christian community, would venture to say that we shouldn't even touch this subject matter. And we'll get into that in here in just a little bit. But the opening question or a combo question that I want to ask you is, in this episode of the podcast, which is entitled How to Roll with Evil Politicians, uh, first of all, has In God We Trust been embraced or rejected by our current leaders in our nation, in your estimation? And if it has been, or whether if it's been embraced or rejected, based off of your perspective on that, how do you come to your conclusion? Yeah, I'm pretty sure if you, if you look at the overall majority, it's, it's obvious we're in a trend away from honoring God mentality in this country. I don't, I don't think that's too hard for people to see. Uh, the world is moving towards a more worldly globalization of things. And it really breaks down from the fact that truth is becoming more personal. In other words, if I think something's true, that makes it so, is becoming well, well embraced by, by the world. And as we know, as a Christian, what God says is truth. And those who aren't, they've developed their own ways of, of describing truth. So, so for sure, we're moving away from, from God. For the majority, I, I believe that there's some who, who hold fast to the word and uh, try to do things. But overall, the majority is moving away. And conclusion is you just look at what's going on, right? In, right. In the media, 
you look at what's happening with things. We had, as, as I said, there is some towards God. We had finally the overturn of Roe versus Wade. But you see the backlash and the bitterness and just all the, all the anger. Um, and, and that's, it's, it's not been shot down for the most part. It's been largely ignored when there's been attacks on pro-life units. And um, it's still considered, you see way more press, way more media, way more things trying to promote abortion back versus uh, just accepting that that was the decision made. Yeah. So, Stuck, would it be fair to say then that the standard is no longer uh, God or the authority of the word of God? The standard has shifted to man uh, almost exclusively. I mean, you do say that there you've cited that there are some exceptions, and I certainly believe that to be true as well. It's not universally held by every single member who holds a political office. But generally speaking, this is the sense that we have. And the reason why we're di- you and I dive into this subject on this podcast here today is because you and I have discussed this this issue of politics and 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 mostly how our political spectrum is run by evil people. Uh, the reason why I thought, you know, and really both of us, I think, thought it would be a good idea to introduce this on this episode of the podcast is because, um, again, this podcast has a flavor to it. It's got a rhythm. And there are a number of subject matters discussed, really almost all the subject matters on discussed on this podcast are not really, uh, shall we say, uh, issues that many Christian leaders or our churches of today dare to venture into. Or if they do, they kind of have one foot in, in the water and the other foot out so to speak. I appreciate you being willing to be so bold and willing uh, to discuss these these issues here today. But would it be fair to say that the standard has shifted? It's no longer God and the authority of his word, but it's on man. Yeah. It, it, it's on um, man um, formulating his own authority and operating not, of course, under the kingdom of God that Jesus taught so much about in the New Testament, but it's on based on a worldly kingdom now. Would that be a fair assessment? That's a very fair assessment. It's interesting when we do our Pledge of Allegiance at my Toastmasters Club, you know, one nation under God, and uh, I've heard it put this way. This is not my saying, but you know, God created man, and, and ever since, man has been t- trying to return the favor, meaning we try to make ourselves God. Mm-hmm. And that is that is what's more and more accepted, more and more promoted. Like, I'm God of what, if I want to do this, then it's okay because it's my truth, right? Right. So, yeah, right. I, 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 yeah, that's that's my thought on that. Yeah, yeah. And we're, we'll elaborate more on that as we go, just based off of the trend of the questioning here. Um, should the issue of politics even have any place within the church, do you think? Or should, yes. uh, should it be of emphasis amongst Christians or should it be left out? You know, why or why not, you think? Yeah, no, I think absolutely. I have some very good friends who are Christians who don't necessarily align with that view. Uh, right. I don't think there's any doubt. The more I study scriptures and the more I think of things, really, we are called to be salt and light. And we can be the light. We can be the salt in a variety of ways. But. The salt is no good if it's still in the shaker. And so we're to go out and we're to mingle. And in a loving way, we're to sure. promote 
God's value and not hide and say, oh, it doesn't matter because God's sovereign and he's going to do what he's going to do. And we're too, we don't want to mix and get sin on our clothes. And No, no, we need to be out there. We need to be standing up for God and his values. And we have to be bold and we have to be loving, but we cannot compromise the truth. And so, no, I, I disagree with with the idea that Christians should just avoid it completely. I, I, I don't I don't at all. Yeah. It's not to say that it should be the the top notch issue uh, that we address or, or hone in on, but it shouldn't be completely all ignored or altogether. Um, uh, in fact, yes. even the Apostle Paul uh, instructed us in book of first Timothy chapter two, that we are to pray for all of those in authority. And, uh, may I suggest to our listening audience, and this may be, really be a challenge or maybe something that isn't all that attractive for a lot of folks to hear. But, uh, the, one of the things that I've noticed is whenever there's a Republican president, we are quick to pray for that individual or pray for that administration. Yeah. But when there's right. a Democrat, when Barack Obama was in office or now as Joe Biden's been in office, it very rarely gets mentioned. In fact, uh, we just talk about how evil they are. And that is the emphasis of this episode here today. We definitely want to call a spade a spade. But those folks need our prayers. <laughs> I mean, they need yeah. they need to be broken in the presence of God. Right, right. The, the members of their administration need to be broken uh, in the presence of God. I mean, that's the one of the really only hopes that we have of this thing being turned around. How, how what are your sentiments on uh, just even uh, that, that passage of scripture that I'm sure you're familiar with, or, yeah. you know, heard referenced a number of times in first Timothy two, where, you know, I'm sure it wasn't all that attractive when Paul ministered it to Timothy and it was relayed to uh, the body of believers back at that time, because listen, those folks, those, the leaders back then weren't any much holier than they are now. Um, how, what, what's your feedback on that? Yeah, without, whether you're Republican or Democrat, really, I mean, I, I look at myself, wickedness is there. Apart from Jesus Christ, wickedness is in everybody, right? Mm -hmm. So either you're, either you're with Jesus or you're lost. And just because you're with Jesus doesn't mean you ha don't have your own wicked tendencies still. You're trying to work through them. Uh, and, and, what what we're supposed to do is vote along the lines that are more biblically based. So I, it's not I'm not a Republican. I'm a biblical uh, backer, right? Oh, and so if if the candidate is more in line with God's views, that's where I'm going to go. It just so happens recently it appears to me that the majority of the ones that are more in line with God's views happen to be Republicans, and that's how I happen to vote. But I will not. Pledge of allegiance to the Republican Party. I will pledge allegiance to Jesus Christ. Yeah. What do you think praying for our nation's leaders? What What does that do? I think it keeps What's things in perspective. But the point is, you realize that they're they're lost. If if they don't know God, they're lost. And and our job is to be compassionate to those people. We are here to help bring as many people as we can to faith in Jesus Christ. That's that's our whole point. Otherwise, why are Christians even here? We should be up in heaven enjoying uh, fellowship with Jesus in, in person and not here wasting away in our sinful bodies, struggling and 
and, and dealing with those kind of things. But we're here to be salt and light. So we're here to pray for, for those who are enemies, but we, we really want them to come to the cross. I mean, that's, and, and when we pray for them, I think it helps, it helps me not look at them in a way I shouldn't. And it helps me look at them as, hey, they need help. That's the way to really look at people like that. And I think praying, that's why it's so important because it, it, helps, it helps us recognize that. Yeah. And I tell you what, that's, that's well put stuff. You know, that, that's what prayers of intercession do for, for all folks or any folks that we are mentioning or bringing to the throne of grace, you know, when we're interceding for them. But it also does, uh, may I elaborate a little bit on that? It does something in us as well. It, it causes our hearts uh, to be right instead yeah. of um, our hearts going astray you know, resorting to anger or holding on to any bitterness ourselves. Uh, you mentioned that word here a bit ago, which I think you appropriately did. It protects us from those things, you know, and you mentioned how we are to be salt and light. And that is very clear and something that that the Lord has called us to do. Well, one of the ways how we can uh, help ensure that we can be salt and light is by having that present or, or having that time in the Lord's presence and him being present with us to making sure that our hearts are humble and that our hearts are, you know, contrite, that, you know, we have the fruit of the spirit. We're not sowing to the flesh. Um, so those that, that I think that prayer does not only opportunity or there's prospectful things that it can do for the people that we're praying for, but it will certainly do things in us and for us as well. Most of, uh, I want to kind of take us back now here a minute, stuff, uh, back to the Old Testament. Back in the books of First Kings and Second Kings, right? Israel, you know, all the way back at the beginning of First Samuel, Israel wanted a king. And they wanted a king like the other nations. Uh, that was a big mistake. And that was not a good ask. Yeah, good Right. But uh, they wanted to be, you know, like other nations, they wanted to set up kind of like a worldly way or a worldly kingdom way of living instead of allowing God to be their king. So, uh, you know, they had Saul who didn't work out real well. And then God called David to kind of bail them out of a really bad situation when Goliath and the Philistines were taunting them. And then you know years and time are going by and and then the next thing you know they have one king after another throughout their history and as we read in the the scriptures of first kings and second kings most of the kings of israel and of judah because israel fractured they had a civil war in a sense and it fractured into two different nations and most of israel's kings and most of judah's kings the Bible says they did evil in the eyes of the Lord. We see that phrase come up again and again, whether if it was in reference to Ahab or to Manasseh or to many of the other wicked kings that led the nation of Israel, we see that phrase pop up again and again. They did evil in the eyes of the Lord. How can we conclude that most of our leader, most of our leaders here in America today are actually evil. I mean, from a pure biblical perspective, you can conclude they're evil if they do not follow the ways of the Lord. Okay, I, it's, can you give it's some, relatively you, that? It's, yeah, it's relatively you, uh, that a couple of specific examples or a couple of specific sure, ways sure. that that's the case. Yeah, so I mean, obviously, the sanctity of life. Okay, I, right. I don't understand how. And I know there's some. 
who are Christian, they say, and they say abortion is okay. I, I fully don't understand that. As, uh, if that's the case, the Lord has not empowered that upon me. He's not giving me any insight into that at all. So to me, anybody, you cannot support abortion. Yeah, and well, I, Jeremiah one five makes it clear that before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. So I mean, God yes. even had us had us in mind. He 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 already had the full blueprint of our forming and us, you know, uh, being developed even before we were in the womb, according to Jeremiah right. one five. So that's that's the biblical support there. That I yeah, I, and then again, you go another step. Marriage, it's very clear in the Bible. Marriage comes from the Bible. Correct. One man, one woman. Okay. So, and I practice, I mean, I, I wasn't always, I, I wasn't always a follower. So I'm guilty of all kinds of things too. But marriage, sexual relationships, supposed to be in marriage between a man and a woman. That's right. the way it's supposed to be. That's God's rule. So again, if you're promoting openly ways against that, then in God's eyes, that's wicked. Mm -hmm. Right. God's mm -hmm. eyes, that's evil. So mm -hmm. if you're if you're taking away life, if you're promoting that, if you're and then you can even go even more simply, right? If you're just trying to amass money and worship that, or if you're trying to amass comfort, or if you're lying, if, uh, there's so many things. I mean, it's in our nature. It's all, it's all of us. We have to fight these things. We cannot do it without the help of the Holy Spirit. We cannot. I cannot. Many people cannot. So we are just. I, the whole point is people have to realize we're just naturally sinful. And that's very hard for somebody to get. So the you, difference, and, though, and, between if I might add those stuff is and I mean, I'm sure you'll concur with this, is that for the child of God, especially the one that is really seeking to live for the Lord, like they are sold out for the cause of Christ. It's not to say they're perfect. Hey, I'm guilty of a lot of the things that you've outlined. My hand is raised guilty, right? Guilty yeah. on several fronts. Too many fronts that I would care to, you know, admit or just be, um, uh, you know, not feel embarrassed about it. It's it's a rough go, right? For all of us. Yeah. The difference is for the believer is this, there's this conviction. The spirit of God comes in and convicts us and we acknowledge that these things are wrong. We we, yes. we we don't want to continue in these ways. We want there to be a change, even more of a change than what there's already been, because we want we, we, we truly the desire, the yearning of our hearts is to become more and more like Christ. Whereas those that are outside of Christ, especially those that are really hell bent on committing evil, like they have no qualm at all about it. That kind of thing is why we describe folks and more specifically as we touch on. Uh, politicians of our day and the vast majority of them being so evil is because I compare them uh, to the kings that the nation of Israel and the nation of Judah had throughout the books of first Kings and second Kings or first Chronicles and second Chronicles. Okay. They're the same characteristics. In fact, when um, Bill Clinton was president and of course his wife is Hillary Clinton when he was president. Yeah, yeah. That was back at the time when, when the late Jerry Falwell was still living. He compared Jerry Falwell compared Bill Clinton and Hillary to uh, Ahab and Jezebel in the Bible. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, and that's not really that, that that far off because both couples kind of believe the same ways 
and had the same mentalities. They didn't maybe necessarily execute the same practices completely, but they certainly had the same views. Abortion was okay. Open yeah. practice of idolatry going on all over the place. I mean, yeah. isn't that the case of our most of our politicians today? Yeah, yeah, I would say it is. Mm -hmm. So um, can you give an example of a wicked political leader in your state? shall we say. And for people that didn't hear the time you were on before, you're from Michigan, right? Yeah. And um, I imagine it might be starting to get a little bit chilly up there here in mid-October already. But, yeah, yeah, okay. it certainly is. <laughs> Can yeah. you give an, an example of a wicked political leader in your state and how decisions by that leader have shafted the citizens of Michigan? Yeah, so... Again, I'm not going to call it anyone in particular I, I, because I don't know. Yeah, that's okay. All the, all the leaders in Michigan, I doubt many of them are trying to hold fast to the word of the Lord. Um, so pretty much all of them would fall into that. But mm -hmm. what I would say is when you start infringing on freedom and you start persecuting those who want to live the way that we've grown up to live, and trying to shame people. So I'll go to whatever politician it was that was trying to force these mandates, trying to shut down people for during COVID. Uh, the, there was a barber guy. Uh, he got his shop. He got a shop shut down. There's been there's been a lot of attacks on personal freedom, and in the name of of health, I mean this so-called name of health, I and mean, it's just a lack of wisdom. I, I, I mean from the beginning. I, you could see, I get that there's some fear, but you could see clearly from the beginning that there's going to be a little bit of an overreaction here. And I'm being sarcastic when I say live a little bit, yeah. but you can't, you can't, <laughs> you can't shut people down. You can't ignore their, their right to choose not to have a vaccine. And some of that was based on religious preferences and they were ignored and people were persecuted for it. And, you still feel the divide to some extent. Now, of course, they've caught up to things. They've realized, and as they just came out the other day, of course, it wasn't big news, but hey, well, the vaccine wasn't really meant to prevent the spread. Shocker. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just those kind of things where you're attacking people and attacking people's businesses, and it happened all over the country over this mandate. It's just very anti-God. It's very anti it's it's like a police. It's very communistic. It's not good. And so yeah, that's well, and we've seen that. So we've seen that you you cite a a healthcare example, but it's it's it isn't it all throughout. I mean, and and I, that's what I asked. I asked for a specific example, and you provided it, and I think it's a rock solid one. I would imagine that has been the case in some other states as well, but some of the other things that are popular too, and maybe you can add to this as well. Uh, just from your experience and how you've been exposed to things up in the state of Michigan. I mean, I'm here in the state of Pennsylvania. I mean, we've been wrestling with things on an educational level. Uh, I Got had it. my buddy Joe on the show a couple of few episodes ago where he was talking a lot about critical race theory and how that's getting shoved down wow. the right. kids throat yeah. and they're doing an end around around the parents. And that's kind of sad and disgusting or whether if it's, you know, giving you know, God calls us to work, you know, to work jobs or to, or to work diligently and yeah. giving people a pass by giving them free stuff, which 
enables them to not work is also anti-biblical. So (laughs) do those kind of things go on in Michigan as well? Oh, you better believe it. Yeah. No, (laughs) they, they, they definitely go on every, I mean, we, my wife has done a very good job of um, trying to get some clarity on some of the books that have been going on in the schools and the amount of slandering and lies that have been perpetrated by the local newspaper, even a, a, even a pastor at another church who's not, I, I, I mean, I, I, I pray, I need to pray for him because he's not, I don't think he's representing God at all. Mm. Uh, and he's, and he's, he's acting like he is, he's in a pastoral position and he said some things and he's come out against it, uh, against some of the things that uh, my wife and, and her groups are trying to do. And it's just been so distorted the truth on so many things. But again, the idea is to, sh- is to shuffle in these books that are very, very inappropriate for age groups, in my right. opinion. Now, if you're a parent and you want to show your kids that, that you, you know, I don't agree with it, go ahead, show your kids that they don't need to be in the schools. And yeah. if and if, if we can get a permission slip in the schools involved in that, where the parents have some kind of a choice, they don't want that. They don't, want, they don't even want that. They just want to bombard everybody with the smut that they're yeah. trying to put in the schools. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I think I think it's it's there's many situations outside of just the health example where this kind of stuff's going on. Yeah. So we have we've come concluded that there's a lot of whacked out stuff going on. Okay. And it's and, coming. And, from and if I can, and I'll just even follow up a little more. You know, you sure. See, uh, you see the push on the CRT and that we did a study in our church, very detailed study, and it's not, it's really communistic in nature at the end of it, at the yeah. root of it. It's not about, it, there, there's a, it's not what it seems. It's just they'll put fancy titles on things, but the real meaning of it, what they're really trying to do is much more sinister. Yeah, So yeah, I, exactly. I really I encourage people have to really be aware. So you cannot, to go back to where we started, you cannot just ignore these things. You cannot. Right. Now, I'm right with you, Stup, and uh, I'm certainly hoping that uh, the listening audience is right up with you. And if they're not, maybe I'm just prayerfully that this episode will be an educational piece for folks to get us all the more informed of what really is going on and how critical, how important it really is. It's It should not be left uh, outside the scope of what we're praying for, who we need to be praying for, and what should be of, of emphasis. How are we to roll with these evil politicians, that is, uh, what should be our heart attitude towards them? Now, I'm, I want to preface that question real quickly with, and they may not admit this, but listen, there are a number of Christians that hate Joe Biden. I mean, let's yeah. keep it real. They hate yep. Kamala Harris. They right. hate Barack Obama. They just, right. they hate these people. I don't want to answer for you necessarily because I'm pretty sure you would say, no, that should not be our attitude. And of course, (laughs) I would agree with that. So how are we to roll with these evil politicians? That is, what should be our heart attitude towards them? It really should be compassion. Mm, Yeah, It really has to be compassion. Again, when you read the Bible and if... (laughs) I mean, we haven't been there. We haven't been to heaven. We haven't been to hell. But based on the account of Jesus, hell sounds like a really terrible place. 
Mm. Don't get out of it either. Mm. I mean, there's, I know there's some who say, oh, it can't be. There's got to be annihilation. People can't be in hell forever. But that's not what it says in the scripture. Correct. So yeah. when you look at somebody and understand that that's what's going to be the end result if they don't come to faith in Jesus, I don't know how you can't be compassionate, right? I mean, you'd have to, you can't be in bed with the Holy Spirit and have hatred for somebody who's getting ready to go into something like that, right? Because then do you really have the fruit of the Spirit with you? Because the fruit yeah. of the Spirit is not is not hating others at yeah. all. Um, we mean, can, Jesus uh, was getting beaten and spit on, and he still didn't revile back. So that's the example we're to live up to. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> like, now, listen, I mean, there, there are times where Jesus rebuked uh, people, yeah. um, but yeah. he never spoke ill will. Uh, especially behind the backs of the Pharisees. He right. would call them hypocrites and brood of vipers because that's what they were, just like yeah. we're describing the politicians of our day as evil because that's what they are. But it yeah. doesn't, just because we describe their character this way, doesn't mean that we have uh, ill will towards them or we don't want them to succeed or we we hate them or we want to see them be departed from the presence of the Lord forever and ever. That's not the case. Now, there are a number of Christians where, listen, that may be the case. They may not want to admit it, but that is the case. But that's how we are to roll with evil politicians, I think, is that is we are to, you know, again, humility is a big time emphasis of Scripture. Uh, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God, Matthew 5, 3. Uh, humble yourself before the Lord, and he will lift you up, James 4, 11. Uh, humility is a big-time emphasis, and that should be our heart attitude towards these people, especially, again, as we pray for those who are in authority, whether if they be kings, leaders, whoever, whatever position they may hold, we should be praying for them. Uh, stuff. I'll go ahead and give you the last word as we're about out of time. Anything else that you want to lay out when considering this political spectrum we found ourselves in the middle of, of in this year of 2022? I mean, I'm praying for, for God to make moves that will enhance uh, support for, for his word, for his way. The country was way better off when we were embracing him. And at the end of the day, I do feel America will fall. I, I pray it's not for a while. It's not because I love being in America. I mean, I enjoy our country, but we know that there will be an end times and it will fall away. But we, we pray and we hope that we can last a little longer. And so mm -hmm. I'm praying for a turn. I'm praying for repentance. I'm praying for hope and faith and uh, God's voice, God's pledge, God's prayers to come back into the schools, into the businesses. Uh, let us hold him high. Pray for our leaders to, to recognize that they aren't gods, that there's another world. There's heaven and hell. And Jesus Christ is real and he's mm -hmm. here. Uh, and I just, if we can turn back, it, it's, it's like I heard. And again, this is going to be salt. It doesn't prevent the meat from rotting, but it delays the decay. Yeah. And we need to be salty so we can delay the decay. Because I have about 30 people that I can think of right like this who I don't think know the Lord, who I really would love to come know the Lord. And so 
I'm praying for more time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so man. if in this season we can get votes that promote Christianity and allow freedoms of religion and don't try to cloud it back and darken things, then there's more of a chance for, for that to, for God's light to be shown and for more and more people to come to know Jesus. Well, that's well put. Stop. Uh, again, I appreciate you being on, on the podcast again today to uh, be part of another episode. Uh, thanks for being willing to to do this on your phone from, I guess you said you were at the gym. So yeah, uh, yeah. I, uh, I found a quiet place on a Friday night. There's not a lot of people working out and I was on my way back. So I, I was like, Oh, this is a good spot to have this conversation. Well, that's cool. I appreciate you taking a, a, a break and finding a spot there at the gym, some from uh, up there in Michigan uh, to do this, you know, when you're up in the, uh, up in the lineup again, probably yeah. up in, in December again sometime. So definitely looking forward to that. Uh, in the meantime, I encourage everybody to check out uh, the next the next episode of the Keeping It Real podcast that'll be due out in a couple of weeks. And if you enjoyed what you heard here today from stuff from this episode of the podcast, greatly encourage you to share it with your friends, your family, or anybody that you can think of that this might be useful to them. Maybe the Lord will use it to impact their lives, transform their thinking, and most importantly, it may transform somebody's heart and cause them to be awakened to the reality of Jesus Christ and how he is the authority, the standard, and that the gospel, the truth of the gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ. Look forward to catching everybody back here again next time.